Hello, you're listening to the Business Butler Podcast, where we serve you tasty business solutions in bite-sized morsels on a silver platter. And now here's your host, Clayton C. Butler. Today we're going to talk specifically about what to say when you make an offer to your audience. But real quick before I dive in, if there's anything that I talk about on these videos that you find useful and you think that I might be able to help you grow your business with marketing, advertising, promotional materials, or other creative business solutions, then give me a call at 1-833-3-BUTLER or go to butlerhelpme.com. And we'll schedule a time to talk and see if we're a good fit for each other. Over the past few weeks, especially during this COVID-19 lockdown, I've been stressing the fact that entrepreneurs and business owners need to be online everywhere as much as possible. They need to be going live. They need to be putting out video. They need to be writing articles, doing a podcast, whatever they can do to get in front of their audience as frequently as possible and generate goodwill so that their marketplace will know them, like them, and trust them. I've also said to make offers as much as possible because the more offers you make, the more sales you make. But people often struggle with what to say when they get in front of their customers. They wonder if they should only be making goodwill videos. When's a good time to make the offer? What part of the video do you put it in? We have a tendency to overcomplicate things because we're afraid that we're going to come off as sleazy or salesy. And while in a time like this, and if you're going to be in front of your customers who are captive, you definitely don't want to be overtly salesy all the time. On the other hand, if you're providing people with really good information that's helping them achieve their desired results, people are more likely going to want to buy from you than someone that they don't already know, like, and trust. I've said it a million times. If you followed me, people are going to buy from you or people aren't going to buy from you unless they know you, they like you and they trust you. So even though you don't want to be overtly salesly, excuse me, overtly salesy, (laughs) It's kind of a tough word to say. The number of sales you make is correlated to the number of offers you make. And if you don't make any offers, chances are nobody's going to take you up on anything, mainly because they don't know what to take you up on. So you always want to make a low-pressure offer as often as possible. But here's the biggest thing, and I can't stress this enough. You have to give a disproportionate amount of goodwill and helpful information than you do sales pitches. If you follow Gary Vaynerchuk, he calls it jab, 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 right hook. You're jabbing them with the helpful information, and then you hit them with the right hook of a sales pitch. So jab, 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 goodwill, 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 right hook, sales pitch. Um, you've probably heard, uh, if you follow Frank Kern at all, you know that he talks about giving a disproportionate amount of goodwill to your marketplace and, and then making a sales pitch. Now this formula works for a couple of reasons during the jabs or your goodwill information, you're helping 
them to get to know you. You're building trust with them. And once you've generated goodwill to your audience and you've helped them genuinely help them move closer to their desired outcome, there's a level of reciprocity there. People are more likely going to want to help you out since you've helped them out. But when you're actually going into pitch mode and you're making the offer, what do you say to your audience? I'm going to go into greater detail on this in an upcoming video on the Clayton C. Butler YouTube channel where I give my ABC formula for making a sales pitch. Mainly that's about how to write copy. But today, briefly, I want to help break the mental block that a lot of people have when it comes to making a sales pitch. I want to simplify it because a lot of us have a tendency to overcomplicate making an offer and we get scared and we just ditch and don't make an offer at all. Really, it all comes down to this super simple formula. And this is about as easy as you can make it. You want to tell people what you got. You want to tell them what it'll do for them, and you want to tell them what to do to get it. That's it. That's all there is to it. If you're nervous about selling, you want to just get in there and get out. Don't linger in the process any longer than you have to. Don't dwell on your business. Don't dwell on your process. Don't talk about all the features. Don't talk about your mission statement your philosophy, what you pride yourself in. Just tell them what you've got. Tell them what it's going to do for them and tell them what to do to get it. When I used to do radio and television commercials early on, as merely a production company, before we got into actual marketing and advertising and things like that, as a production company just doing the audio and the video part, we didn't know that formula. And if we were scripting a sales pitch or a voiceover or a commercial, we would just do what we saw everybody else doing. And we would use phrases like family owned since whatever date, or we pride ourselves on our quality, integrity and service or, I would just show a bunch of features of the product and think that that would do it. Or the, the company that works for, uh, that we were working for would do the same thing. They would just supply us with copy, uh, the scripts, and it would be all the same stuff that they see everybody else doing. That's ineffective. All those things that I, I just mentioned. And most of the time, the, the customers were happy to have a video or a commercial, but sometimes they weren't as effective as we hoped they would be. So sometimes we just chalked it up to the notion that advertising really isn't all that effective and that it can be a waste of money. But what we learned is that it is a waste of money and a waste of time and ineffective if you're not sending the right message to the right people using the right media. And once we kind of figured that out and figured out the super simple formula of tell them what you got, tell them how it's going to benefit them and tell them how to get it. Then results started to get better. Hey, I've got a, I got a message. Thank you, Christina. 
That's really good advice. Sales has gotten such a bad rap and it's hard to sell now without feeling sleazy. That's very, very true. And that's why I like that formula so much is because it, it takes the sleaziness out of it. You're not making a hard sell. You're not pressuring them. You're just saying, Hey, I got this thing. Here's how it can help you. Do you want it? Well, here's how to get it. So notice something else about the way I just said what I said. I told them what we had for them. I told them how it would benefit them. And I told them what to do to get it. I'm focusing on the customer. I'm telling them what we have for them. I'm not saying, look at our product. I tell them how it's going to benefit them and help them achieve their goals and their desired outcomes. I'm not focusing on how cool the product is or how cool my business is. And then I'm expressly telling them what to do so they can have the product to achieve their goal. I'm not saying buy from me, buy from me, hurry up and buy. I want your business. We're demonstrating that we can help them with this product and offering it to them as a solution. In the marketing world, we call this customer-centric copy. Now, I'm throwing the word copy around a lot, and some people get confused about that if you're not in the, the business of writing for advertising or writing in, in magazines or books or whatever. Copy is just the words that we use. And it's just a, an industry term that's kind of ubiquitous that, that anything you write or anything, any script, any print ad, anything like that, the bulk of the, the, the type is your copy. So we call this particular method the customer-centric copy, where we focus 100% of our attention on the buyer and his or her needs. Everything else we talk about, every feature we mention, every bullet point that we put in the sales presentation is focused solely on how that product is going to fulfill the needs of the buyer. If we're providing helpful, trust-building information and we're generating goodwill, we're still focusing on helping the buyer get from where they are right now to their desired outcome. The last absolute thing you want to do is focus your entire message on yourself. I see this so many times on LinkedIn right now. I use LinkedIn a lot for our business to find prospects and find leads. I'll look up their company information and it's so full of academic sounding technical jargon that's meant to make them sound smart or sound cool. I don't know, or technologically advanced or maybe superior to other companies in their market. They tout their processes. They talk about their mission statement. They tell what they pride themselves in. They give all their awards and accolades, but they never get around to talking about what it actually is that they do or what they offer or how it's going to benefit the customer. There's no distinct advantage or a unique selling proposition that would make a customer want to do business with them. In fact, that technical jargon, at least to me, is a bit of a put off. Now, I'd like to think myself as not a stupid guy, but like if you're just going to use technical jargon and academic speak to me, it's almost like you're talking down to me. So you don't want to talk down to your customers. Now, maybe they don't want clients or customers that aren't on the same level as them. And if 
if that's the case and their, their message is doing the job, but if they really want to attract customers, they're missing out on a ginormous opportunity right there on the LinkedIn company page. Most of the customers don't even know what that means anyway, that all the stuff that they're talking about, they don't know what it means. And truth be told, they really don't care. And I know that sounds harsh, but what they really care about is will your product or your service solve their problem quickly, efficiently, and affordably? That's all they care about. And if somebody else can prove that they can do that better, they'll move on. And if you're setting yourself up as a commodity by by just being like everybody else and not setting yourself apart, they're going to go to the cheapest option. Here's an example. We have TV screens in our uh, restaurants around here. There's a company that runs ads on digital signage and you can put your ad up there. And I see so many different companies that literally just have nothing but a blown up business card on there. It's the exact same information with the exact same picture. And most of them are real estate agents. And some of them are from the same company, but there are a whole bunch of real estate companies. And most of them just have a picture, their name and their phone number, or a picture of a sold house in the picture with them. None of that sets them apart from anybody else. Now we know that, yeah, if I want to buy a house, I'm, I'm going to look for a real estate agent, but if a real estate agent were to set themselves apart by telling them exactly what they're going to do to help a customer reach their desired result in an ad, it would go way farther or way further. Excuse me. I always get the farther, further thing mixed up. So forgive my, my not good talking, but, um, if you, if you were to actually just set yourself apart with a simple slogan or USP that, that demonstrates how you can help them get to their desired result, you're going to set yourself apart from anybody else. Other than that, you're just making yourself a commodity amongst everybody else. And people are just going to go with the lowest price. And a lot of people are going to go with the lowest price anyway. But if you can generate goodwill, if you can get them to know you, to like you, to trust you, they're going to be more likely to have a little bit more chance to reciprocate the favor by giving you their business. So if you're going to talk about anything in your offer, make sure that you focus on the benefits. Focus on how your product or service is going to make them feel Focus on their emotional needs. Focus on their practical needs. Pack as much benefit as you can into your offer and into that sales presentation. And then just follow it up with a call to action. Tell them exactly what to do to take the next step in solving their problem. So let's take for an example, um, just real quick. Off the top of the the, the head, maybe a, an HVAC company, a heating and air conditioning company. It's getting close to summertime, right? So uh, at least here in the States. So here's what an HVAC business could possibly say. Now, I see a lot of these around our area. They're like committed to quality, excellence, and service or integrity and service and quality and, and all this stuff. Well, yeah, I would hope you would be, and I would hope every other person would be too. But what does that mean for me as a buyer? What are you going to do for me? How are you going to solve my problem? 
I don't care that you've been in business, the longest owned HVAC company in town. I don't care that you're, I mean, I, I would hope that you're committed to quality service and excellence and all that other stuff, but what's in it for me? So how about reframing your offer like this? Instead of touting your business and pushing your business, um, we've had other businesses that have put up banners in front of their, on, on the, like giant banners on the front of their building that says, we want your business. <sighs> yeah, we as a customer, we know you want our business, but what are you going to do to get it? So how about uh, this, for example, an HVAC company? Um, hey, homeowner, it's springtime. It's about to get hot. But before it does, I wanted to let you know about a special offer that Johnny Cool's Heating and Air has for HVAC inspections to get you ready for the summer. Uh, in our free 10-point inspection, we check your AC unit to make sure it's running cool and keep you comfortable and efficient to keep your bill as low as possible. And we check it for you for free. No service call. Don't wait till it gets hot to find out you've got a problem. Call Johnny Cool today and schedule your free 10-point HVAC inspection. Now, I had a couple of hiccups in there because I was doing that off the cuff, but you kind of see the point that I'm making. So in this very, very brief offer, I said what I had. I said how it would benefit them, and then I told them what to do next. Now, you may have heard a few other little tricks in there that I included, but we're going to talk about those in our video on How Tuesday on our Clayton C. Butler YouTube channel. And uh, the video is going to be called the ABC Formula for Writing Sales Copy. But it's easy as that. You don't have to spend a lot of time on it. You don't have to feel like you have to make them buy from you, just give them the offer. And if you demonstrate how you can help them and you keep getting in front of them with those messages of goodwill, those informational messages, generating uh, how you can help them. And that's one thing that Frank Kern says, and I've mentioned him already, but he says, demonstrate you can actually help them by actually helping them. So that's one thing to think about when you're going out there with your content all the time and you still need to be making content. You still need to be going live. You still need to be doing video, writing articles, things of that nature, making a podcast. And in those, when you make your pitch, just make it simple. Hey, here's what I got. Here's what it'll do for you, and here's what to do to get it. So if you found this video helpful and you feel like you might need some help writing copy or maybe making a sales presentation, if you'd like me and my team to help you with that or maybe to help you grow your business with marketing, advertising, promotional materials, or other creative business solutions, then give me a call at one 3 butler that's one eight three 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 butler or visit butlerhelpme.com. This is Clayton C. Butler, your business butler that serves all your creative business solutions on a silver platter. 
And I'll see you tomorrow on the Business Butler Podcast live on the Facebook and the YouTube. And as always, have a great one. Thank you for listening to the Business Butler Podcast. To learn more about Clayton, visit ClaytonCButler.com. Need help growing your business? Then reach out to the Butler Productions team at 1-833-3-BUTLER or go to butlerhelpme.com. The Butler Productions podcast is property of Butler Productions, LLC. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.